0: Zion, great to be here again, such a privilege to be able to share God's word with you once again. And today, as we've done for the last several weeks, we are continuing our series on Embracing Holiness. God says, be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy that comes from Leviticus 19 verse 2. And we've been walking through this series on embracing holiness. And today I want to look at the disciplines of holiness. I want to look at what are the things that we can do in order to be holy, to be embracing the holiness that God is calling us into. Um, So what is holiness? You know, God is holy, he's pure, he's holy, and and his holiness separating ourselves away from the world. As you know, monks used to do back in the day, they used to go up into a mountainside and pray in order that they would be holy. No, it's not. In fact, we just need to look at the words of Jesus. That we are actually to stay in this world, we are to be in this world, but not of this world. And we find this in John 17 verse 15, it says, My prayer is not that you take them out of this world, but you protect them from the evil one. They are not of this world, even as I am not of it. So the answer is not going up into some mountain and praying, no. No, that is not going to make you any more holy than you are now. And you'll think you'll still think thoughts that you shouldn't think thoughts of. So what, how do we become more holy? So, this Disciplines of Holiness, I started by making a list. I'm making a list, I I started to look at the things that might help us to become more holy, I put things like prayer, I put things like devotion, I put things like generosity, obedience and worship on there, etc and etc. And, um, and I said, yeah I know, I'll do, I'll do that, I'll find biblical references for them all and, and then I'll teach you on the things you need to be to be more holy. Uh, but then I started thinking, someone else in the Bible wrote a list and it didn't go very well for them. That guy was called Moses and he wrote a list and it's called the Ten Commandments. And I've got them here, we find them in Exodus chapter 20. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in the heavens above or the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy honour your father and mother, so it may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You should not give false testimony against your neighbour. You should not covet your neighbour's house, not covet his oxen, your neighbor's wife, his male or female servants, his ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbour. So here Moses made this list for the people of God to abide in and did they do it? Well if we read the Old Testament we can say actually no they didn't, they didn't do it very well at all. So just having a list of the things to do isn't going to make us want to follow them. You know, It's almost like um, Paul says it in Romans 1.7, it says, I have a desire to do what's good, I have a desire to do the things that are holy, I, I want to strive for that holiness that God's calling into it, but I can't carry it out. So, so we need more than just a head knowledge of what we need to do to be holy, we, it needs, we need to go deeper. So the people of Israel, God's people, had this law, they had these 10 commandments um, which are only just part of many, many rules and regulations which God set for them to follow. Um, And they did it very, very poorly until one day a guy named Jesus came along and Jesus, the people who were in charge of looking after the laws at the time, the so-called Pharisees of the day, they wanted to talk to Jesus about it And, and let's pick that up in Matthew 22, verse 34. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher! Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So here Jesus is saying, well actually, we've given you, God's given you all these big, long lists of laws. But in actual fact, they're all about love. It all boils down to loving the Lord your God with all your heart. And it all boils down to loving your neighbour. If you do those things, that's the essence of the law that he's given them. So love love. Love is the key, love is the key to holiness, love is the key to the dis- disciplines of holiness that we're going to talk about. If you did all the things that I told you to do to be holy but you did them without love you would be absolutely wasting your time. Let's read 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men of angel But do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have the faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. So even if you were to do everything I tell you to do, to be more holy, unless the motivation of your heart is love, unless you're doing it because you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind, and you love your neighbour as yourself, unless that was your motivation behind it, it wouldn't be worth anything. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. So, with this love as our foundations, we can now easily go on and look at the things we need to do to help us on the road to holiness. What are these disciplines of holiness? What are these things that you can do to help embrace holiness? What are things that you can implement in your life? Well, I'm sure it's going to come as no surprise to you at all that the first thing on my list is prayer. Prayer. And I want to look at the life of Jesus as much as I can for these things and see what He did. And I want to read from Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. It says, during Jesus' life on earth, He offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death and he was heard because of his reverent submission so here it's saying when Jesus lived on earth he prayed he prayed with reverence to God his reverent submission and prayer um, meant that God heard him uh, not only that, he did go up to the mountainside to the prayer. He went into the prayer closet. Uh, but the difference between that and the monks who go up there to try and separate themselves from world, the world and sinners is Jesus came back. He came back with the power that God had put in him through the time he spent in prayer and was able to minister to other, others. So prayer is a discipline of holiness. But how does prayer relate to love? Well, let's put it this way, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind and all your soul, you're going to want to spend time with him. And by going up to the mountain to pray, to going into your closet to pray, for riding your bike and praying, I love to pray when I'm riding my bicycle, that's a, often a time where I, I speak to God. And I, he, he, he speaks to me when I'm riding my bike, so wherever it is, you know, pray, pray in all things. But you see, if you love the Lord your God, you'll want to want to spend time with him. And so that, as you spend time with him in prayer, that's going to... Um, embrace the holiness that he has for you. Jesus didn't even just say, love the Lord your God. He said, also said, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how does that relate to prayer? You see, if you see somebody that you love, say your neighbor, Mary. Mary's going through some tough times at the moment. And you, you don't want her to be in those tough times. You want God to speak into her situation. So you're going to pray, oh God, please, please would you speak into Mary's situation or whoever it is. If you love somebody, you're going to want to pray God's will into their life. You're going to want to pray God's plan and purpose into their life because you love them. So prayer, it relates to loving God. It also relates to loving others because you're going to be praying into people's situations. You're going to be praying into their circumstances. And as you do that, you are going to embrace the holiness that God has got for you. As you pray, God is going to minister into your life. He's going to fill you up with more of Him. You're going to embrace the holiness that God has given to you. Worship. You know worship songs, just prayers put to music. So a lot of what I've already said about um, prayer relates to worship. But you see if you love the Lord your God with all your soul, all your heart and all your mind, you're going to want to sing songs of praise to Him. You're going to want to worship Him. You see, Jesus says this, Yet a time is coming, and has now come, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. So we need to continue to worship God. You see, you can sing a song without love in your heart, but if you're doing that, you'd be as Jesus said, people, someone who is honouring God with your lips and not your mouth. But hey, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, you're gonna sing songs, you're gonna praise Him. And so, actually singing songs in praise and in worship is another discipline of holiness that we need to embrace. And hey, perhaps you can't play the piano. Perhaps you can't play the guitar. Perhaps you can't sing and look I can't sing and I'm not about to embarrass myself now by proving it. But everyone can flick on a CD or find their Spotify playlist or do something like that and just worship God in music and in song. Another important discipline of holiness. What else? The next I've got is devotion. And when I say devotion I mean studying God's word, learning more about him, learning more about his ways. And once again I want to look at the life of Jesus and I want to look at his life when he was quite young. And and there's a story in Luke chapter 2 starting at verse 41. I'm going to read out. Every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed in Jerusalem. But they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled a day. They began looking for him amongst their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting amongst the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. So here we've got a young Jesus, but he loves God. He's eager to learn more about God. Well, he knows a lot about God, but hey, this is just showing the devotion that Jesus had to to God and the ways of God that he would be at the temple when everyone else is going home. Gosh, Joseph and Mary, gosh, they terrible parents how could that happen well well it's not quite as bad as you think you see um, and there's a reason why they thought he was with in that group you see back then the woman and the men they used to travel separately and the women and children would go together and when Jesus went to Jerusalem he would have been considered a child because so he would have gone with the woman but then at the festival of the Passover because he, the age he was, after that he would have been considered a man. So he would then be walking back to Nazareth with the men. And you see, in a situation like that, it would be very easy for the men to think, "Oh well, he's he came with the woman. He must be there." And then the woman would think, "Well, actually, he he was with the, he must be with the men because he's a man now." And so they travelled a day, and that's where you get the three. They travelled one day. You know, back to Nazareth, then they travelled one day back to Jerusalem and then on the third day they found him in the temple. That's where we get the three days. But that's just devotion, so Jesus loved the Lord, his, your, his God, with all his heart, all his mind and all his soul and therefore he was at the temple, he was studying God's word with other people of God. And so that's loving God. What about loving neighbours? How can you love your neighbours through devotion? Well, actually, you might notice that Jesus is not studying about God by himself. No, he's with other people and you know that's a powerful thing gathering together to study God's word and and here at Zion we encourage people to to form and connect groups that we can connect with each other and that we can study God's word together and have fellowship with each other and so it's actually a, a powerful way of of loving one another of loving our neighbors by studying God's word together. Generosity You know that Jesus spoke a lot about money, in fact He he spoke more about money than just about anything else and that's because in this pursuit of holiness we need to be obedient with our money, we need to honour God with the things He's given us. And I just want to read out uh, some of the words that Jesus spoke about generosity and about money and that's found in Matthew 6 verse 19. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." So how does this relate to loving God? Well, if you love God with all your heart, all your mind and all your soul, you're gonna wanna be generous towards the advancement of his kingdom on earth. You're gonna want to give what he has blessed you with. You wanna, you're gonna wanna contribute that back to see the advancement of his kingdom. And once again, if you love your neighbor and you see your neighbor in need, if you see the kids in Indonesia who are our neighbors in, in a way, Lord, they, they, they need the Bible school. They need things going on. And, you know, you're going to want to contribute to that. you wanna going to give to our neighbors over there or whatever other needs that um, God's laid on your heart generosity. It's all part of this journey to holiness. It's all part of loving God. It's all part of loving your neighbor. And, and after Jesus said that, he actually had a, a bit of a warning just a couple of verses later. In verse 24 of Matthew 6, no one can serve two masters. Either you love one, the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money so therefore it's really crucial that we are generous on this pursuit of holiness that we that we can give back some of what God has given to us Um, and that's part of a discipline of holiness is being generous with the things God's given us but you know it's it's not just money that we can give Um, we can bless other people without having to spend a cent. And my next comment I've got here, my next title is Blessing. So, you know, how can we bless other people? Um, you know can we ring them up can we just say hello hey that that's a, a, that could really bless somebody somebody just may be lonely they m- just may need somebody to call them and say hey man i'm thinking about you you know i had this last year last year i was feeling really down i was really depressed and then a friend just rung out up out of the blue and just said hey hey i've just been thinking about you and I just really appreciate you and I just you know it was from my old place of employment and I was her boss and she, she said you were the best boss I ever had I really really appreciate you and I'm so sad that we're not working together more. and man it was just what I needed to hear I was feeling so insignificant like nobody cared about me and and this person rung me up out of the blue and man she blessed me and not even a Christian but I solidly believe that God was the one that told her to to ring me and 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 just encourage that they this non-Christian heard God's voice and was able to bless me like that but hey, I just want to read through the Beatitudes it's where Jesus is talking about blessing and I just want to think you to think about them as I do. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of he- heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Hey, have you reached out and comforted someone, as my friend did to me? Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. In your day-to-day activity, do you demonstrate the righteousness of God, that others can see His righteousness living in you? I hope so. It's part of this road to holiness that we're looking at. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Hey, guys, show mercy. When people sin against you, forgive them. Show mercy, man. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Are you a peacemaker in the circumstances you find yourself in? Or are you someone that contributes to the friction that's there? Just something I want you to ponder. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those when people insult you persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven we can bless others and as we bless others god will bless us and that is part will be part of the journey that we have into holiness. It's part of loving God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, and loving our neighbors as ourselves. Obedience. If you love God, you're gonna to wanna to obey him. And once again, I wanna look at the example that Jesus gave us in relation to obedience. And um, you find it in Philippians chapter two. Um, becoming one of my favorite chapters I actually think the last three times I've preached I've landed up in Philippians chapter 2 it's just so rich it's so deep but once again I was just drawn back to Philippians 2 and reading from verse 5 in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus who in being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God to be something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient in death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. What's God calling to you to do? In this passage we can see that God was calling Jesus to die on the cross, to forgive, though our sins can be forgiven, that we may have a way to the Father, that we may have a way to God. And Jesus did that. He was obedient to what God is calling you to do because one, he loved God, but he was God and he loved God the Father, but two, he loved us. He loved us as his neighbors. So he laid down his life for us. So as we love God, we'll also want to follow him, we'll also want to obey, that's what he is calling us to do. And if we love our neighbours, we will also do that because God is calling us to obey him, he's calling us to... Um, love our neighbours and that will be part of our obedience. Our obedience to God will build up our neighbours. It will be a way of loving on other people. God does not call us to do things that will bring other people down but he's calling us to do things that will build them up. So obey God in all that you do. And that's another step in this journey to holiness. It's another discipline of holiness to what God is calling us to do. So we have looked at all these disciplines of holiness. We've looked at prayer and how that needs to be part of our lives, because we love God, we want to spend time with Him, and we want to pray into the situations that our neighbors find themselves in. We looked at worship, because worship is loving God, you know, not just in music, but hey, in this particular time I am talking about singing, I'm talking about worshiping Him and praising Him in song. Build that into your life. That'll develop the holiness. That's a discipline which will lead you into holiness. We talked about devotion, studying God's word, learning more about him, and particularly doing it in a group of people that you could all learn about God together and and love him together and love each other. Talked about generosity, how God wants us to be generous with the things God has um, given us that we may build his kingdom up and we may build other people up by being generous with what God has given us. We've talked about blessing, how we can bless others. It can be simply reaching out with a phone call. There can be a number of ways we can bless others. But our actions, if we do them unto God, will bless others. And it will build us up in holiness. And I've talked about obedience, how we need to be obedient to what God is calling us to do. But none of these things work without love. You see, unless you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind and all your soul and you love your neighbours as yourself, there's no point doing these things. So love is the key to doing all these things. just want to finish off by praying for you guys. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's listening to this. I pray that you would be helping them on their journey towards holiness. I pray that you would be lighting a spark in their soul, Lord, that they would love you with all their heart, all their mind and all their soul. And Lord, that you would help them to love their neighbours as themselves. Lord, I thank you for them. Lord, I thank you for Zion Church and all that you're doing uh, within us. Lord, bless everyone that's listening. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to um, Zion of YouTube. Also, please put a comment if you enjoyed that in the, in the box below, or if there's any questions you have, you can either um, private message the church or put comments out down below. Thank you so much. God bless.